You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to a very early edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale, in just a moment. Before we get to that, I want to let you guys know about the sponsor that we've been telling you guys a lot about, Manscaped. Gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the Ultrasphere. Introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting edge design and next generation dual skin safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the net, the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS. High tech for low places, Manscaped. All right, once again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough. It's time to go ultra with Manscaped. It's also time to go ultra with Matt Baxendale to get his unfiltered thoughts on what is going on at Michigan. I had uh, several requests to have you on the show asking you shall receive. You're uh, outside your son's workout facility. He's a young, uh, budding hockey superstar. Um, so this cheating scandal at Michigan backs, I mean, new information seemingly gets released daily, and it's damning information. Um, your general thoughts on this cheating scandal? I don't want to be hyperbolic, Dave, but I think this might be the biggest cheating scandal in modern college football history. And – I don't say that because Michigan and ha 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 ha, they're in trouble, right? I genuinely think that this is the biggest one because this. Uh oh, we're losing backs already. Unless it's mine. Oh, is that you know. or? Might have been me. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So I guess the gist of it for me, Dave, is that if you talk about like the Cam Newton scandal, oh, we gave Cam Newton's dad $200,000 to build a church so we'd go to Auburn. Okay, that's fine. He's on Auburn's roster, right? But it doesn't change the actual games once he's there. Does that make sense? If you talk about point shaving, point shaving happens, and it's one guy, it's two guys that are involved changing an impact of a game, right? This is an industrialized cheating system that has been put in place for multiple years directly impacting the integrity of the game. And the reality is, this is this goes beyond usual sign stealing. This is this is beyond the Astros, you know, banging on a a, a a trash can because they're figuring out the pitch at the last second. This is knowing the entire 
play call situation from the jump. And if you're not, you're not going to be able to tell me that this is like one rogue staffer. Everybody at this point has seen the video from the last, uh, from last year's Michigan game where the first drive of the game, he's standing next to their defensive coordinator and he's watching the OSU sideline and then telling him the play call. And then the whole sideline is calling for it to be a pass. And don't tell me that Jim Harbaugh didn't know. If you think Jim Harbaugh didn't know, bullshit. Because if you're Jim Harbaugh and you're in charge of this program, your first question, if I don't know what's going on, is why is some low-level staffer bothering my coordinators the whole game? Get the hell away from them. They have things to do. Or he's utterly mission critical, and that's why he's there. So this is a massive scandal. This is a massive scandal. And if you're going to tell me it doesn't matter, then let me ask you this, Dave. What have we been asking the last two and a half years about Michigan? The simple question we've been asking is, what the hell happened? Right. Well, right. now we know. Now we know. It's they've been cheating for 33 games. He was 49 and 22 over six seasons. He was 0 and 6 against Ohio State. Their recruiting didn't get better. They were bitching out of games at the end of the COVID year because they were going to lose by 50. And all of a sudden, they're 30 and 3 since this happened. Harbaugh's Michigan teams were 32 and 38 against the spread over a 70 game period. So, pretty reasonable divergence. In the last three years since this has started, they're 22 6 and 2, and they've exceeded Vegas's point spread by 200 plus points. Nobody beats Vegas that long, that consistently. This is 100% changing the outcome of numerous games. It's not just Ohio State. This is a massive, massive scandal on the integrity of the sport. It's that simple. And it's honestly the biggest modern cheating scandal that we've seen in any sport, maybe. And there's just so much evidence. It's it's not even circumstantial. It's just hard yeah. evidence. I mean, his, you know, he, he was buying these tickets under his own name, which is just genius. I mean, that's that's just as idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's about as, as dense as you can be right there. I, I must hate to say that about a former military guy, but uh, I'll make it because I, I love the military, but I'll make an exception for this dunce. Uh, yeah. My goodness gracious. Not not the smartest uh, uh, tool in the toolbox there. Um, sharpest tool in the toolbox, I should say. I'm, I'm messing up uh, the analogy. Um, I'm not the sharpest tool in the toolbox, apparently. But seriously, I mean, that is like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life, to use your own name to do all that. Now it's yeah. coming out. The latest news yesterday, which wasn't a bombshell, was that he was even buying tickets under his own name, of course, to go to the SEC championship game um, the last couple of years, because just in case Michigan played the SEC champ. Um, I don't know why he didn't go to the TCU game last year, though. Whoops. I mean, I, I mean, you mentioned it. He's sitting there next to, uh, standing next to Jesse Minter and talking into Jesse Minter's ear before he, um, you know, every time Ohio State has the ball, and then when, um, you know, Michigan has the ball, he's standing next to Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator. So it's, um, you know, and the, the, the look on Minter's face, Dave. The look on his face is the biggest smirking. Hey, <laughs> we got them look I've ever seen, right? It is, it is in incredible. The level of, 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 of cheating effort that has gone into this, it's an entire system, right? And you know, the, the reality too, is you talk about forgetting TCU, 
They gave up the last two years in their bowl games, 80 something points because they didn't scout their opponents and have their signals. You know, I mean, it's, it, that's the blunt truth here. And I, I'd also throw this out there. You, you know how sometimes something breaks and then afterwards you find like message board receipts. There was a guy posting in December on the Tennessee boards saying, I got a buddy who works for the Michigan program videoing signs. Right. It, it's, it's, it's from like, like a year ago. That popped up. We're like, oh my God. He's like, yeah, we were, they were going to do the, the Tennessee game, but Tennessee lost. So, you know, he went anyways. It's like, oh my gosh, there's like, it's not just circumstantial evidence. This guy bought tickets to 30 something games under his own name. There's stadium video of the fans recording it. He had tickets on both sides of the Ohio State Penn State game purchased last weekend. Yep. Right. And they, like, and they somehow all of a sudden they went unused. I wonder what, did something break uh, last week before the Ohio State Penn State game? I wonder why those. Tickets just went unused. It's weird. And it's not just Ohio State and Penn State. There's a picture going around. It was the title on the Maize and Brew website. And they thought it was a picture of Jim Harbaugh. And in the background, they have this guy from the Bowling Green game this year with laminated signals on a sheet next to Harbaugh. That picture's on the internet. They're doing this against BG. Right? And by the way, that's how much of an impact this has. BG and Rutgers were close at halftime. And then in the second half, Michigan pulled away, right? How long does it take to figure out who the dummy signaler is? That takes a, a half or a quarter to figure out, right? We haven't even talked about last year's Ohio State game. But that is the last year's Ohio State loss, right, for, for us, is exactly what you would expect to happen if they knew the plays offensively and defensively. It's exactly how you would expect it to play out because their game was decided by five long touchdowns, all of which seemed like perfect play calls that we were like, what the hell? Oh my God. Ohio State's, I think we all owe Ryan Day a bit of an apology, to be honest, for last year's game, knowing that what's going on out there. Because if, if that's really what this whole situation has been, look at the first two half touchdowns that they had, Dave. Their first one was in the second quarter, right? which it probably took them long enough to figure out what the defensive play calling signals were. It was a third and nine and Ohio state brought a ton of pressure as a surprise. And they immediately hit the one-on-one -on -one outside hot read, knowing exactly what was coming. They got a one-on-one -on -one play. They broke a tackle and it was a touchdown. The second play that they scored a long touchdown where the same guy was 10 yards behind our defense. They sussed out real quick that OSU had a single high safety that they needed to shade to one side of the field. They ran a slot post opposite that. They brought two guys across and an out pattern on the outside, and they pulled the safety across and ran the guy into space. It's easy to do if you know the defense. I mean, it's that simple. So they had five long touchdowns on five plays, and the other 55 plays went for 181 total yards. That's exactly what a sign-stealing game looks like. That's exactly how it should play out. So, yeah, I can very, and by the way, Ohio State's third down performance was, I think, their worst one of the year last year against Michigan. There's something like five for 16. So, yeah, if you know what's coming, it's a lot easier to defend it. At the end of the day, there is so much direct evidence of how this has absolutely changed the way Michigan as a program is, and nothing else has changed. So, yeah, we have a giant scandal on our hands here and frankly at this point if michigan loses to penn state or ohio state the rest of the year knowing what's going on now and knowing that they might have lost their their sign stealing operation situation right at the end of the day 
their entire last three seasons are invalidated. They're the same junky nine and three team that they were under Harbaugh that couldn't beat the good teams without cheating. This is bigger than even steroids because you still have to hit a baseball. You know what I mean? Like this is this is not the same level playing field. At the end of the day, and, and all the other scandals are: how did they get this player, or why is this guy so jacked up? But at the end of the day, they're still playing a fair competition. They just had an unfair advantage to get before on the field. This is an on-field cheating situation that changes the integrity of the game. And with how much everybody in this country is bought into gambling, I think there's a monster impact now. Because I was reading that Vegas is taking Michigan games off of the board right now in some casinos because they don't trust them. They're thinking about it. I don't know if they actually have, but the story I just read on The Athletic was they're thinking about there's at least one sports book, major sports book, that's thinking about it. Um, curious to get your take on this. We have Ryan Day's beard on uh, YouTube. Always good to hear from uh, Coach Day's beard. Uh, he wants to know if the Big Ten will step in. He said, this is happening now, not years ago. Before Bax answers that, I'll say this. I've heard some people say they hope Michigan's, the rest of the Michigan season gets canceled. Um, I don't want that. I want to go up to to Ann Arbor and beat them. Um, Especially now that this is all out in the open, you know, Ohio State knows what's exact. Sounds like Ohio State kind of maybe knew what was going on to an extent. They didn't know the the extent of it, but they knew to an extent what was going on uh, with Michigan. But now they know for sure what's going on. Um, I want to go up to Ann Arbor and beat the brakes off the Wolverines. So I don't want Michigan season to get canceled. Will the Big Ten do anything NCAA? My guess is – the people that are hoping something happens during the season will be disappointed, but I do think the hammer is coming down um, after the season. You're seeing a lot, like some, just the, the some of the language we've seen with some of these statements from the Big Ten and the NCAA. They released a joint statement. All the evidence that's coming out. Um, you know, I think this is probably Harbaugh's last year at Michigan. Um, we have a poster on Bucknuts. It's very tied to Harbaugh that doesn't even post very much, but when he does, he's on the money with everything Harbaugh. Um, predicted it three months before Harbaugh was hired at, at uh, Michigan. So, um, anyway, Matt, Bax, I'll turn the floor over to you. Um, your thoughts? I don't think it happens anything during the season. I think Harbaugh's been desperately trying to go to the NFL for two years. I mean, he interviewed for the Vikings job on National Signing Day a year or two ago. It tells you where the guy's head was. Uh, I think that, A, I don't think anybody does anything in season. But, B, I don't want them to. I want them to have to play Ohio State and Penn State straight up. Let's see how they do. Let's see how they actually do for the first time in a couple of years against these kind of level of teams without their cheating. At the end of the day, I don't want that to happen. I want to send Harbaugh off to the NFL or the firing that is going to happen whenever the Big Ten comes in. Then NCAA is going to slap him with a show cause without a question. Oh, their, their seasons are going to be vacated in the future, right? I, I have zero doubt that their last two and a half seasons are up to this point where this cheating stuff is going on are going to be vacated. If we had to vacate over tattoos in 2010, they're vacating the last two. Five. But at the end of the day right now, they I don't want it to happen. I want Ohio State to go up to Ann Arbor. I want them to know that they have been cheated. And I want them to play a straight-up game against Michigan and see what actually happens. Because you know what's happened when we've been straight up this century? If you wipe these last two games off, they've beaten an interim coach in 2011. That's their only win in the last 20 years, if you don't count the last two years that are clearly tainted at this point. So go out, beat their butts, and it invalidates all three years of this cheated Harbaugh regime. The real Wolverines are the ones who got blown out in the playoffs the last two years. They're not the team that beat Ohio State. So let's prove it. 
That's what I want to happen. That's what I think will happen. But yeah, I think Michigan gets hit with massive, like Harbaugh's fired. The staff is sanctioned, like all that stuff. This is like a, this is a, this is a, these were Pyrrhic victories for Michigan. At the end of the day, like everybody's like, oh, well, Michigan's a favorite for the national championship. I mean, how many teams would be favored if you knew what the opponents were doing every play? And, 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 and anybody who's watching this that says this isn't a big advantage, then why are they doing it? Why are they spending tens of thousands of dollars to do this? Why are they hiring a guy for 55 grand a year? To his sole job is to be the the Enigma code cracker. If you don't think it matters, go look at World War II when the U.S. cracked the German and the Japanese codes. That was the biggest difference in the war. In a war was cracking the code. And if you don't think this matters, they did it against Bowling freaking Green. Yeah, it matters if that's what they're doing against against Bowling Green and Rutgers. This is a monstrous thing in terms of integrity of the game. And I expect Michigan to get absolutely clapped for this one. And that uh, this is the end of the Harbaugh regime. I think we're just playing out the string. And I think Michigan's desperately hoping they can try to win their way to a national championship before he goes. And I honestly think they're going to fail. See, I want to make this clear. I think most people understand this. Walter um, is saying it's legal to decipher sideline calls in the game. Yes, everybody knows that. What's not legal yes. is to send someone to or multiple people, however you get. And Dave just got out here. Hey, but, you know, we're having a little bit of connection. That's happened a few. At least it's it's been brief. It's happened a couple times. But, yeah, I mean, um, huge difference between uh, stealing mm -hmm. signs, which is legal, and what Michigan did, which is highly illegal, and it wasn't like it was once or twice. That would have been bad enough. I mean, they've got them busted on like numerous, numerous, numerous times. And as back the first time this really got brought to light was on an on three Tennessee message board with the guy saying his little brother's buddy, which is this guy from Michigan, um, was basically hired at Michigan to do all this stuff, and he laid it all out, and then came back a couple months later and talked about it again, and now everything is out in the open. Um, we can talk more about this, but I, I do want to at least get into a little bit about the Wisconsin game. Anything else you want to say about the Michigan scandal before we move on? Uh, they are currently in the bargaining phase where they're like, it, it went from, well, Harbaugh didn't know to, well, it really wasn't an advantage, right? They went from like, oh, you're just whiny to, well, no, 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 it wasn't an advantage. So yeah, this is going to continue cycling. And let me tell you something. I never want to hear another thing about these great Michigan men and how special their program is and how they have a higher standard. Because guess what? You're the biggest cheaters. You have the two biggest scandals and the two biggest sports in college football and in college basketball in the last 30 years. They're both at Michigan. So yeah, champions of the West, get out of here. Biggest cheaters in the country. Let's talk about Wisconsin, an actual respectable program. You know, another thing that blows my mind with this Michigan thing, this is happening. No one's even talking about this. This is happening the exact same year that Harbaugh was suspended for three games for something completely unrelated. Yeah. Like, and, and we haven't even talked about the offensive was, coordinator was, getting fired for computer crimes either. I wonder if that was related to this. I think probably I've heard it. It actually isn't, but it's fun to think maybe Matt Weiss that had, that was maybe the first time they got, but I, I've actually heard that might be something different i don't know but yeah it's one thing after another you had the mazzy smith thing last year um you know how that well it's amazing how they kept that under wraps right at, until after um you know the big 10 champion yeah, the gun right thing right yeah. the ohio state game, actually right after the ohio state they weren't worried about beating the big 10 jv champ they right after the ohio state game that got resolved 
one thing after another, Matt Weiss. And then Jim Harbaugh this year gets suspended for three games. And that was just Michigan's doing it, doing it on their own, trying to get out ahead of it. That's not what the NCAA, the NCAA is still looking into that. And then this just trumps that by a mile. I mean, it's going to, I mean, the, the hammer's coming down. There's no doubt about it. All right. As promised, let's get to Wisconsin. Um, Buckeyes favored by 14 and a half. This is not a good Wisconsin team. Um, I will say Tanner Mordecai was not playing as well as I thought. So it's not like, well, they don't have Tanner Mordecai now. So now they're really, I watched that Illinois game last, last week. Uh, they had that nice comeback in the fourth quarter. Their redshirt mm-hmm. freshman quarterback doesn't have nearly the experience of Tanner Mordecai, who's a sixth year senior, but this redshirt freshman quarterback is not bad at all. Braden Locke from the same high school as, as uh, JSN, by the way, Jackson Smith and Jigba Rockwell, Texas. Um, he looks solid, but this is not a good Wisconsin team. That being said, Bax, we all know if Wisconsin's going to play above their heads, it's going to be a game like this against Luke Fickle's former team at their place at night. This is their Super Bowl, and they're not a terrible team. They're 5-2. and two. Both their losses are against respectable opponents, uh, Washington State, and I don't know if you consider Iowa a respectable opponent, at least a, a very good defense. But um, I don't know. Buckeyes by 14 and a half sounds about right to me. I think I'm going to pick Ohio State to win this game by about 17 points. Yeah, it feels like another one of those games that's going to be like Wisconsin's going to have every intangible going their way. And honestly, I'm kind of happy the Michigan sign thing happened this week because OSU has a little bit of a rally point, whereas they're not having a little bit of a hangover from the Penn State game. At the end of the day, uh, this is the game that I've been circling since August, probably longer. You've heard me left and right from the start go, they're going to make that a freaking night game. It's going to be Wisconsin with their snake pit crowd in the dark, drunk as a skunk across the board, making more noise than we can count. Luke Fickle's team is going to be ready to rock and roll. It's not his first rodeo back against OSU when he was like, oh, patty cake at Cincinnati. This is him being serious and wanting to win a Big Ten game, right? Uh, This is a big, big, big stage for Wisconsin. So if Ohio State can punch back, and honestly, Dave, thank God the defense is as good as it looks it is because it's not going to let it get out of hand. I I have so much faith in this defense that I think Ohio State's going to be able to handle this one. I bet you it's a score not that much different from the Penn State game. It's going to be something like 24 to 7 or something like that. You know, Wisconsin's not going to get a lot of offense. They're just not. Their offense isn't particularly strong this year, but they're pretty decent defensively. They're going to have the home field edge. It's going to be a game where we're probably sweating a little bit before OSU gets their, their act in gear. And, you know, that's to be expected. Wisconsin's a good program. They have one of the hardest home field advantages in the country. I'm still scarred by games at Wisconsin at night in the 2000s, right? They right. had a stretch of them. The Robert Reynolds game, right? The the, yep. the opening kick return game the, the year in 2010. You know what I mean? Like Wisconsin. So I was a student at OSU starting in 2002. The first time I saw OSU lose as a student was the 2003 season at Wisconsin in the rain. You know, yeah, you had a nice string going there, man. You had fourteen. I was undefeated, okay. Were you, were you nine, Was that a nineteen-game winning streak? What, what were we yes. at? Nineteen. Nineteen and zero. Nineteen and zero. Man, you picked a good time to start. I always say I picked a good time. I, I didn't pick it. I my first year on the beat, man. Now I'm just gonna sound old. Your first year as a your your freshman year as Ohio State was 2002. My first year on the beat, 2002. So we each picked a, a good time. I didn't pick. I just got lucky. How have we like sitting here? Like like I used to be like. Oh, are you old timers that talk about Archie Griffin and blah, 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 blah. I'm not that far away from being the guy who was like, 
you know, I've really watched very extraordinarily closely 20 plus years of Ohio State football now. That's bad. I, I, I take life events by like what happened during, a, like how that relates to an OSU football game, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's my whole life. That's my whole life. I remember when I was six years old watching Tim Spencer and Mike Tomzak and those guys, Marcus Merrick, John Frank. I was six years old. I got the sickness at a young age. That means I was raised right, brother. I was raised right. Yeah, I remember, you know, we actually grew up next. I grew up next to um, my, you know, my parents' house was next to Michigan fan lived next door to us and his family. But it was the real deal. Like his grandfather actually played football for Michigan way back in the day. So it wasn't like he was like a Walmart Wolverine. He was like, even though he didn't go there, like his family member played. Anyway, my dad here, I've told this story before, like during Ohio State Michigan games, we'd got this burglar alarm. If you opened the door, the alarm would go off. So every time Ohio State would score a touchdown, my dad would open up the door and the alarm would go off. Woo! woo. You could hear this thing two blocks away uh, or two neighborhoods away. And if they would uh, he'd leave it open for a while for a touchdown, uh, leave not leave it on not quite as long for a field goal, just to ma- mostly just annoy our neighbor next door. But um, yeah, man, I just can't wait to see what happens. So again, like, do you are you with me again? And just to circle back on this, that we're not going to know the result about this from the NCAA and Big Ten until after the season, or do you think they might do something during the season? I think they might do something during the season, and it would be the most Harbaugh thing in the world for him to bitch out before this comes to the end of the year and he doesn't have to face the music because just like they dipped out of that COVID year game, they, Oh, we have kids sick. No, you don't. You're going to lose by 50. That's why he didn't want to play Ohio state. It would be the most Harbaugh thing for him to like decide to resign before they play Penn state and Ohio state. Right. Like, or for Michigan to fire him. And then he wouldn't have to face the music because that's what he didn't do in 2020. And now he's been cheating and all, and, and all that stuff he talks about, about, you know, program integrity and all this other stuff. It's all BS. It's all BS at this point. So I wouldn't be shocked either way. I don't want him to go anywhere because I think the hell train's coming on him from both Ohio State and Penn State, by the way. Both of them are not going to be happy the fact that they've lost to that team in the last couple of years um, by what clearly are not fair um, methods, if you will. I don't know that they're not going to stomp him, though. I mean, their coaches aren't on the road this week, apparently. They're all, and it's a bye week for them. So that says a lot to me that if they're not even out there recruiting or whatever, they're thinking, uh oh, we're in trouble. And I think they all know it. I mean, I don't, they're, I mean, they're either uh, putting up a good front or they actually, I think a lot of Michigan fans are, are in denial and don't think anything's going to come of this. It's, it's been funny to watching the, just the, um, the levels of uh, despair over there. It's, it's been, it's interesting, but I think they've kind of convinced themselves that this is not a big deal. There's not really evidence. It's just the mental gymnastics from uh, not every, but most Michigan fan that I've seen has been uh, quite. The receipts uh, on this Dave are inarguable, right? Like we could talk about this for three hours, but at the end of the day, they have receipts. There's video left and right of what's been happening with this whole situation at the end of the day this isn't circumstantial evidence this isn't us going well think critically what the heck just happened with their program where they were a joke in big games and all of a sudden are you know 30 and 3 in the last two and a half years they have video evidence of all this happening they have paperwork of all these games they have video from in the stadiums of people in those exact seats filming the other sidelines 
So, you know, this is a situation where uh, there's zero debate here that all the evidence is that Michigan is in monster trouble for this. And at the end of the day, I will go back to what I said at the start to end this. This is the biggest cheating scandal in modern sports because it undermined the integrity of the in-game competition. This is bigger than recruiting scandals because once you get to the field, you still got to play, right? This is bigger than a point-shaving situation because that's one guy, maybe two guys who are trying to undermine a game. This is a top-to-bottom, program-wide knowledge situation from the head coach who 100% knew. And if you want to argue with this, I said this earlier, I'll say it again for everybody tuning in. If Jim Harbaugh didn't know, he you're going to tell me the control freak that he is, A, didn't know, and B, if you have a low-level staffer, if that's really what this guy was, in the ear of your coordinators on game day the whole time, I, as the head coach, come in and go, leave them the hell alone and let them do their job, unless you are utterly critical to the in-game functioning of your team, which is exactly what he was. Right At the end of the day, Look at it critically. That's this guy's job. He says in his LinkedIn bio that was taken away that his job is to intercept communications from the opponent. When people tell you who they are in life, in any walk of life, believe them. Right? That's exactly what he is. He is a code-stealing professional. And he's doing it through thoroughly illegal means. This is not in-game sign-stealing where you're trying to figure it out. This is a guy who has laminated sheets with the hand signals for play calls. That's all you need to know what happened here. This is a cheating scandal. And these games have not been played on a fair ground. That simple. So it always cracks me up how many people call you Max. Not like out of like, it's a, it's just like a legit mistake. People will agree with you. They're not like making fun of you. They're like, Max, you make a great point. This is a collective <laughs> effort from them. And it changed the title race in college football by propelling Michigan into the spotlight again that comes from alex on youtube alex i'm not making fun of you either dude like i just it's interesting to me that i see it all the time people refer to Bax as max <laughs> matt baxendale you can see why matt baxendale Bax, max it's easy to see why but it does it does crack me up when i was uh my son's age in germany there was i was max baxendale they could never get it right and then it's max, max, you know, max baxendale and then like if you oh, look on Bucknuts, my name for years has been baximus so everybody probably max. thinks maximus so it's just like, <laughs> whatever. You brought it on yourself. Yeah, you brought it on this yourself. This is my own fault. This is what I get. <laughs> All right. He is Matt Baxendale. I got it right. Thank you very much, Bax. Uh, the people wanted to hear from the people's champ, and the people heard from the people's champ. Thanks again to Bax. Thanks to all of you. Even thanks to all the Michigan fans that we had in the comments uh, giving their thoughts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Go Bucks.